Yo, yo, yo. Here we go. Here we go, y'all. everybody to another edition of the Ritter Sports Show. I'm your host tonight, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. And we got back in the building, everybody, DJ Curry himself, y'all. Yo, what up, what up, what up? Yo, man, I heard you've been out there doing some amazing things out there, man. You've been out there scouting people and shit. Yeah, man, you know, trying to try get this league together, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hear you, fam, I hear you. So, you know... Man, it, it's been a lot of things jumping off, and it's been a lot of things popping off in the in the in the NFL today. So mm-hmm. we're gonna dig, we're gonna dig a little deep into it tonight, man. All right, let's do it. All right, so topic of the hour right now is well, I shouldn't say topic of the hour. I should say topic of the moment is should the Dallas Cowboys keep Mike McCarthy for next year after this year? And why is the on the question board today? Okay, so let, 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 let me start this off. Okay, okay, take it away. They should keep him because Mike McCarthy is not a bad coach at all. Now, the way this year started out with this whole pandemic thing, it wasn't really a chance for him to really install the offense. You know what I mean? Like, to really get the 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 players to buy into the system because everybody had to do everything virtually just like every other team in the NFL that everybody had to do everything virtually so it really didn't give them a chance to really learn the new offense from him you know so they can you know play up to the standards that they normally play but that went for everybody in the league though man i mean it did but I I didn't see him being a one year wonder like Freddie Kitchens. I, I don't see it. <laughs> but you know what the Freddie Kitchens situation happened though, man. That was Baker Mayfield that got Freddie Kitchens fired. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, but at the same time, Freddie Kitchens gonna have his revenge because the Giants got to play the Browns this this weekend. So I mean, the, yeah. and and Freddie Kitchens will be calling the plays for that game because Jason Garrett has COVID nineteen. So uh oh, uh oh, so. He has a chance for revenge. <laughs> but all right, let me let me take my point on this one though. My point on this one is is that I think Dallas should give him one more year, one more mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think another year with Dak Prescott on another season going forward. Because, you know, yeah, you're right, this season wasn't prepared for nobody. This season didn't have a, a a a chance to really get. We didn't get a chance to see a preseason this year. We really didn't get a chance to see anything this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, McCarthy had a veteran quarterback. 
And when he when I said veteran quarterback, I mean a quarterback that took him to the Super Bowl. And they won that Super Bowl that year. Green Bay did underneath Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy that mm-hmm. season. But after that, that mm-hmm. I mean, look at the numbers after that, though. Look at the numbers from the last season when Mike McCarthy was there in Green Bay. And the numbers were horrible. Right. You know, the numbers were horrible with Aaron Rodgers even being at the helm. So, you know, with that all being said is that Mike McCarthy came in this year and said that he was going to have a turnaround year with mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys. He said he wanted to see if he could still have, I mean, still have what it takes to, you know, coach this team up and get going with a team. Right. And, you know, it, it, it's crazy to me, though, because even though you, you, you are a veteran coach in the league, you have one, you know, you have one Super Bowl underneath your, underneath your belt. But look what you had on a team. But look at this team here. You got a running back that can possibly produce something, possibly. But we're going to get into that later on in the show, though. But you got a quarterback that is above average. He's an uh, above average quarterback, though. Let, let me chime in on that. But also, before he got hurt, Dak Prescott was leading the league in passing yards. Yeah, he did. He was leading the league in passing yards before he got hurt. I mean, throwing over 400 yards in back-to-back games. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I, I mean, mean, that's crazy. It shouldn't, have, it, it shouldn't have gotten to that, but it did. But they were still but, losing. Yeah, they were still losing. I mean, don't get me wrong. The whole NFC East is terrible. We're going to talk about that later on in the show, too. But with Mike McCarthy, like I said, but if this whole – pandemic thing didn't happen, I think the whole outcome would be a whole different... It would be a whole different outcome, shall I say. Because it's, it's different learning a, a new offense when, you know what I'm saying, when you have the players there inside doing everything, you know what I'm saying, and then on the field practicing and learning it then instead of being on Zoom calls, having meetings and stuff like that. It's different when you're actually there on the field compared to just sitting in a in a at your house on a virtual meeting, but a lot you're not of, really learning anything. But a lot of the players did the same thing though this year. A lot yeah. of players did it, and a lot of players developed their system. But I mean, you could see some players regressing from the COVID nineteen. You can see a lot of players regressing from it, and you can see a lot of players that progressed on through this COVID pandemic when right. they got to meet up in person, and when they got on the field, and when they played game one, and. Why should this team have an exception to the to the rule? But a lot of it too is a lot of these teams know their offenses already. They were still in their offenses. Dallas was learning a whole new offense. Well, we could say that about um, uh, 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 Miami. Brian Flores down in Miami. They're learning a new different offense. But no, Brian Flores was there last year, so it was the same offense. But last year they was tanking just to get to it. Well, and yeah. they got a lot of new miss, and they got a lot of pieces added to that Miami offense. I mean, defense and offense. Yeah, but you got to think about it too. Last year they had Josh Rosen as their quarterback, which was Ugh, we ain't gonna talk about that one. Oh, we ain't talk about that one. Oh, Jesus. which is why they, which is why they had to go to Fitz Magic. But like I said, that was last year. This whole new year, so. Like I said, with Dallas, okay, this year, I, 
it it was it wasn't going to happen this year. So they're four and nine right now, right? Under Mike McCarthy, okay, that's fine. They're four and nine. But if this whole COVID thing finally decides to be over, whenever that is, correct. Look, look for Dallas to really have a grasp of the offense once they really get a chance to learn it. And hopefully, you know, well, I'm not going to say hopefully. Dak Prescott will be back. Hope, Well, no, it is hopefully because this was his franchise tag, you know, this year for his franchise tag. And he got hurt. So Correct. next year, we don't know what's going to happen. He's a free agent. So he might still be with Dallas. We'll see. It's up to Jerry and Steven. But <laughs> they definitely, honestly, if they really want to get, you know, if they really want to produce like they need to, they need to sign Dak back. I mean, it's automatic. You have to. Yeah. You have to sign him back. There's no other way. There's no other. There's no other way you should let him walk. No other way you should let him walk. Go get him back, though. I mean, I do believe that, though, and I don't say that there's no possible way that you can't get Dak Prescott back because he wants to be a cowboy, though, but you got now. That's moving into our next topic, though. Has Zeke gone down the drain yet, or is Zeke just not on a mission? To be honest, it's all about put it this way. It was all about looks like I'm gonna compare this to I'm gonna compare his situation to last year's situation. Okay, remember when both of them were on the field playing Dak and Zeke, right. and Zeke had to be suspended for those six games. Correct. Dak struggled, right? Yeah. Okay, let's fast forward to this year. Same thing. This time, Dak gets hurt. Zeke is struggling. And he's fumbling way more than he did last year. Yes, he is. Fumbling the ball so, a lot. I don't know what's going on with Zeke. I don't know. Maybe he, he done got so, you know, distracted with this new money he he got. that I was, you, know what, just, I, you know what? I was just about to say the same exact thing. Is it the money that just got to him because he got paid his money already up front? And now he's going to a different season. Because remember, last year he was in Cabo. Right. And now he's not in Cabo. He showed up for training camp because he got that money. So was it too early to pay? It was it too early to pay Zeke and keep him on the team, or was it just that you know they went out there and they was like, oh man, um, Zeke gonna take us in the future, man. We are gonna run the hell out of Zeke all year long. To be honest. That showed me with them giving him that money the way that they did. That showed me they value the running back more than they do the quarterback. But have we and, seen glimpses of that when Emma Smith was around? Yeah, yeah. But that was the great. That back then was that was a whole different thing. But at the same time, with Zeke, okay, he was a generational back. Or whatever, Correct. but at the same time, it's like your team can't run or do anything without the quarterback. But also, too, is Andy Dalton is a veteran too. Andy Dalton got he, skills. Andy Dalton can throw the ball downfield, though. But so what he does, he does have skills, and he is like that. But at the same time, he's not a Dak Prescott. No, he's not. He's not a really a. He good can't. Player. He can't do. He can't do the things that Prescott can do. Like he can't do those RPOs or you know what I'm saying, anything yeah. like that, or the read options. He can't do that. 
So you saying they shrunk the playbook just for uh um for Andy Dalton? I'm not gonna say they shrunk the playbook. It's just they just basically like now nah, the RPOs and all that is not you. We need you to be a pocket passer. Correct. I mean, and, he can. I'm not gonna say he can't run. He can run when he needs to, but I wouldn't advise it. Well, last time we seen him run, he got hit in the head. So I, I wouldn't say run the ball anyway, neither. And now that you say that, <laughs> with him getting a head to head, I mean, all I can say is oops. I wouldn't even say oops. I mean, you was a dead weight. You was you was dead weight once you gave yourself up. I mean, yeah, but it's all about discipline too. It is about discipline, double. You know when a quarterback, in, you know when a quarterback slides, you can't do anything. You can't but when he was in, he was already in mid stride when he went down. Yeah, but it don't matter. He gave himself up before. I mean, that was way after he he gave himself up after the player was in mid air. Let's be real. Well, all I know is he got his nights locked out. He, he sure did. He was seeing. He got his he little birds. Out. Yeah, he was saying Tweety Bird. He, yeah, yeah. Damn sure it was. He he was looking like an extra in Space Jam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he came back or whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But the way it turns out, honestly, the Cowboys are nothing without Dak Prescott. This is true. This is so true. I mean, so, I can see. Ho- I can't say they're nothing without Dak, but I can see. I can see some growth in this team, but their defense is lacking in certain areas where the offensive line is not as strong as they was last year. I can see some Zeke processing. He's not getting – he's fumbling a lot. He's turning the ball over. Um, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't put it all on Zeke, though, but I put some on the front line, though, too, because their front line is not as strong, like I said, as as they were last year. And Zeke is not cutting through the A gaps and the B gaps like he was the year prior. The years prior, he doesn't have the same vision anymore. I I do not believe he has the same vision anymore when from what he had previous years. And I do believe that he just said the hell with this season, and that he's just ready for next season. And we're talking about Jerry here. I I, I understand who we're talking about, but I do believe Zeke just said the hell with this season. Let's just wait till next season and we come out there and try to say all over again next year. Well, the thing is, like I said, right now, their most experienced quarterback that runs this offense very well isn't there, and they're struggling. Well, you see what Dallas has struggled at, though. But, like I said, next year, hopefully everything, if once next year comes, hopefully Dak is still a cowboy. If Dak is still a cowboy – it can be some progress. Well, I mean, we we will see where we can see where where, where some progress can come from. We can see also where some of the lack of, if there's any lack of regression, more regression from from Zeke's standpoint, because Tony Pollard is hitting gaps like it's no tomorrow. Tony Pollard is getting his man. Yeah, he is with the ball, but Tony Pollard is not Zeke. He might not be Zeke, though, but he is getting his man's, though. He's getting his man's, but at the end of the day, Zeke is the guy. So, only way Tony Pollard to get that chance or whatever is if Zeke get hurt. Other than that, Zeke not hurt. 
he'll continue to be the backup role. Like when Zeke needs a breather, then he'll come in. But that's pretty much his role for right now. Pretty much, though. But so that slides me into <coughs> Excuse me. the next topic in hand this NFC East division in the total. Oh, my God. And um, I know I've talked about this on a show, plenty of shows, I mean, like maybe one, two shows ago on um, on here on the show. Um, but I went to analysis on the NFC East division, though. But I, I'm going to take this one to leg first. Okay. I got a few things to say about the NFC East division, though. Um, and, and, and don't get me wrong. This might be the worst division in the league this year, but I've never seen a division that they call the worst division in the league still have fight left in them just to make the playoffs this year. And I have never seen a division that they call the weakest division in the league this year still putting up a fight against teams that were undefeated. Teams that they said they was never going to beat and I'm talking about the Giants. I'm talking about Washington. I'm talking about, I'm talking about just those two teams for right now. They're putting up W's again, and you could count in Philadelphia too as well, because they they put out a miraculous win with Jalen uh, Hurts in that last previous game against the Saints this past weekend. But like I said, uh, it, it, it shocks and it, it shocks me that they counted the, the NFC East out so many time frames. This entire year, though, but they're still putting up fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they putting up a good hell of a good fight this year, and it's and it's 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 remarkable. Mm-hmm. It's it's highly remarkable how much of a fight they're putting up this year, and they might be six and sevens, eight and eight might take the division though. But that was a hard hurt. That was a hard earned eight and eight that they had to overcome. Each team in the division went at least one and four before they even started out the season. Mm-hmm. Before the season even got to going, every team in the division was probably one and four fighting for the division's leader's spot. Now we got the last three games coming up now. We got the last three games coming up here now, or last four or three, whatever, how many games coming about. We got the last games coming about this season, and the NFC East is still wide open for the Giants and the Washington football team. Right. It's still open though for him. So what is your take on that? All right. So let let's let let's let's break this down. So in the beginning, they had what Dallas winning the division, I believe. Dallas or Philadelphia. Yeah, they had Dallas or Philly. Okay. So start off with Philly. Philly don't went down the drain. Yeah, they did. Car- but they got Car- some- Carson Wentz is trash. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Whoa, before you say anything else, who said that Carson Wentz was trash before? Huh? Don't worry, I'll wait. All of us did. It's up for Philly fans. Thank you. And to be perfectly honest, he really is even more garbage because you sat there and gave this man this brand new contract extension for over $100 million, and I didn't understand why. Ding, 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 ding. You thought he was going to be the same person that was lighting up the league, basically in the MVP conversation until he got hurt. And then you come back and you reward him with a extension for over $100 million. Oh, well, wait. 
they may got rid of Nick Foles again too on their team. Exactly. To bring up Jalen Hurts. Exactly. And Jalen Hurts won a football game for this team. Exactly. So let, let's break it down. Carson Wentz is trash. Alshon Jeffrey is trash. High quality garbage. No disrespect, but Deshaun Jackson, trash. Now, now wait a minute. He's trash. Deshaun Jackson. He's trash. Hold on. You went, now, I you, know you went back to Philly for what? No, 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 no. I was just about to say that. Deshaun Jackson left from Washington where he had a productive thousand yard season. He left he left Washington or Washington let him go, whatever the case may be. Is. No, he no. He decided to leave Washington because we, we didn't left have Washington, really went to Tampa Bay. Went to Tampa didn't do nothing there. Didn't do nothing. Then he got hurt down there, still in the same team. He got hurt in Tampa Bay, went back to Philadelphia, got hurt each season. Hasn't started a whole 17 games, haven't started any 16-game season yet. Exactly. And where is he at he now? He hasn't started a full 16 games at all in the past, I want to say, three, two years, two, two to three years. Exactly. And even when he was down in even when he was down in Tampa Bay, he still didn't start a full 16 games. Even when he was in Washington, didn't even start a full 16 games. I mean, look, and like I said, Philly is just garbage because look at where they are. Philly is where? The bottom of the division? Nope. They're number three in the division right now. They're number three? Number three. So Dallas is still last. Dallas is still last in the division right now, though. Okay. So Dallas is 4-9. Philly is 4-8-1. and one. Mm. See? With the Giants sitting at the, the division, uh, second in the division at 5-8. and eight. Now, let, 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 now. We already talked about the, the garbage birds. Yep. Ooh, ooh. Now let, let's move down to <laughs> now let's talk about the boys. Okay. Last year they did okay. This year, I don't know what happened. But they had a major meltdown. Defense is garbage. <laughs> you let you let one of your best defenders go and Byron Jones. I don't understand why you did that. You let Byron wanted out of uh, Dallas anyway. You let him go That's sign with course, you let him you, you let him go sign with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Brandon Carr is gone. Yep. So you got a woozy a. Notice I got quiet for a reason, right? <laughs> oh, you got Sean Lee. <laughs> we ain't gonna. We not. We not. We not gonna talk about. Uh, in, we not gonna talk about injury report. That's his new nickname, injury report. <laughs> I like that one though. I like that one though. Because then they got the they got the Marcus Lords back, and then they just signed back Randy Gregory. Okay, now let, let, from, let's, from, let's, from, from, I know. Mind you, he came back from MMA. Right. So let let's break that down. So if you look at their defense. You only have what three to four well-known defenders on the team that you know that play and produce for their defense. Yeah, Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, Gregory, Alden Smith. Yeah, and when he's healthy, he's a force too. Van Der Esch. He's a force too. Oh, yeah. When he's healthy. Leighton, Leighton, what is it? Vayton Vanderer? Yeah, Leighton Vanderer. 
Leighton Van Der Esch is, is, is okay. When he's healthy, let he's me, a me, force. Let me tell you something about him, though. That boy only played good when Sean Lee was on off the field for a minute because he took Sean Lee's spot. And as you called him, um, injury update. And that's going to be, that's going to be, you know what? I like that. I like that. Though. His name is. Because, you know, injury report, injury report comes up a lot. So that's going to be the new. Yep. I like that one. So basically, uh, come this offseason, let him go. He's done. <laughs> let him go because he stay hurt. Now, All don't get me wrong. When he's on the field and he's healthy, that man is a monster in linebacker. I, I give him all respect. Sometimes, but okay. No, no, no. He he's a he's a monster when he's healthy. I, I can't when, take that back, away from what, him. Two years ago, and don't, no, he he can be a monster. Period. I've seen him play. He's a monster when he's healthy. Two years ago, regardless. Sean Lee ain't been the same Sean Lee since two years ago. Well, I tell you, Baden Vanderrush did something last year for them last last season. That's because because he stepped in the spot or something. Yeah, but he ain't over choice because injury report was hurt. But pretty much, but. Like I said, this year it's over. Let him go. Hey, let him go. He don't need to be a Dallas Cowboy anymore. Let him go. That's like that was like them when they picked up Zach Thomas. But that was stupid. Like Zach Thomas was like 188 years old. He he was at the end of his career. Why? Oh, we ain't moving into offense yet. Because I was gonna say if we moved into offense a little bit though too. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm done talking about this garbage defense. <laughs> I'm done talking about it because we already exploded their defense twice already. We have, and Philly has to, and the Giants have to. So, there's nothing else to talk about now. We can. Let's move to their offense. Because CeeDee Lamb, Gallup, Cooper, you know, these are your top wide receivers on your team, though. But it shows me that Amari Cooper ain't stepped up this year. Once again, he's not stepping up this year. Uh, C.D. Lamb, you know, he a rookie. He gets his money sometimes, though, in certain games, though, but he ain't showing up that much. And Gallup has only been the one that's been producing every year. Well, let's... Gallup is their number one wide out. In my opinion, he's their number one wide out because he's your safety net. He He's another safety net for the Dallas Cowboys if you need a points on the board. Yeah. And you can't deny that one. If 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 they didn't have Gallup on this team, who else would you take the ball down to? Man. And who else would you throw long passes to if Gallup wasn't there? Let, 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 got rid of. Let's do this. Who was that boy? Ah. Who's that boy that's in Buffalo right now? Um, talking about receiver. Yep. Stephon Diggs. Uh, huh? Stephon Diggs. No, what's the other receiver in, in, uh, that came from Dallas? Oh, Beasley. Yep. You let Cole Beasley go. Okay. So here we go. I'm about to give you. The, I'm about to give you the stats. Yep. All right. So Amari Cooper has 80 catches for 942 yards, five touchdowns. CD Lamb has 61 catches for 742 yards and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Michael Gallup has 46 catches for 647 yards and two touchdowns. So, if you combine all of their stats, right? Mm-hmm. So far for touchdowns, they combine for 11 touchdowns. Correct. As far as yards, they combine for 2,331 2, yards. 
Correct. On a total of 187 catches. And that's just them three combined. Right. Now, only thing with Gallup and Amari Cooper, though, is they don't fumble. CeeDee Lamb has a fumble this year. No. But they don't fumble. That's correct. Now, their production, as far as receiver-wise, is going down because Amari Cooper averages 72.5 yards a game. C.D. Lamb averages 57, might as well say 57 yards a game. And Michael Gallup is averaging 49.8 yards a game. That's terrible. But what, That's terrible. But what, but what I'm saying is, is that, for real, for real, I'm not, no, no disrespect to Amari Cooper, though. No disrespect to him, though. But, like I said, though, you might get passes, though, but let's be real honest, though. Who is your fall guy? Michael Gallup. And he's underrated right now. He's really underrated as a as a wide out right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't say too underrated though, but he's underrated. Mm-hmm. And if I had to put him in a situation where he'd be the number one, if he'd be my number one wide receiver, no, I would not put him as the number one no, wide receiver. Amari, Coop, Amari Cooper's there. Keep him right there. Amari Cooper's there. They need to find a solid number two. And. Maybe C.D. Lamb might come out next year. He might do something different next year with them. But we will never know until we see next season how next season will go. But for right now, C.D., uh, I'm I'm not seeing what you did in college at producing on the field that much. To be honest. Now, no, no disrespect to him, too, as well, though. But he, he, he can do some number. He can do some damage to you in the long ball, though. But I'm not seeing it. To be honest. Just by looking at those stats, CD Lamb is having an okay season. Mm-hmm. It's 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 okay. It's all right. It's not all that. But no, I mean, he could have honestly. He could have, if you ask me, he really could have had a thousand yards easily. But I'm surprised that Amari Cooper don't have a thousand yards yet. But I'm also surprised about how many drops do each one of them have. Let's see. How many drop passes does each one of them have, for real? Let's really talk about that one. Oh, uh, I don't know. They, it's a lot because they they, they can they, – oof, terrible. Exactly. Terrible. A lot, exactly. Lack of production on the field. You catch the ball when you want to. Yeah, like, yeah, terrible. It, it, it really is, though. But nonetheless, though, we ain't going to stay on that one too long, though, because, you know, we already know that's terrible, though. But Dallas has a – you have a backup quarterback in there, Andy Dalton, okay. who's a starting quarterback capabilities kind of person, though. But what are you going to do going forward? Right. What are y'all going to do? Because y'all already played Washington twice. You to play the, You got to play the Giants. I think one more. I think they play the Giants one more time this year. I'm about to tell you right now. As I, 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 far, if I do, as far as the boys, their last three games are San Francisco, Philly, and New York. Yep, they play New York one more time this year, on January third. Philadelphia one more time frame with their young son Jalen Hurts playing in the game, and they got San Francisco, which San Francisco might put a whooping on them. He might put a whooping on him. I don't know. But even though San Francisco didn't struggle as much against us, against the Washington football team, though, but, yeah. 
Um, let's put it this way. As far as that game against San Francisco, Dallas could possibly pull it off. Possibly. Yeah. But it's going to depend on Andy Dalton. It always depends on him. It depends on how he plays. If he can get the ball going, if they can play like how they did against Cincinnati, then I can see them getting the W. Because you got oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Reason, no, Cincinnati's re- beat up. No reason why I say that. San Francisco's beat up too. Yeah, their strongest part of their defense is hurting. You got to think about it. Their top, their top defensive linemen are out hurt for the year. Let Let's talk about that though, because George Kittle might be activated this week. That's not going to make a difference. George Kittle is a difference maker, in my opinion, because George Kittle is their top tight end and one of their top weapons on their team. On the listen to me when I say this, he is a difference maker, but it's not going to make a difference. Look at who, look at who San Francisco's starting quarterback is. Oh, okay. Um, some unknown guy, Nick Mullins, right? Some unknown, some guy. guy we picked apart, pretty much. So, like I said, he's a difference maker, but it's not going to really make a difference when you have this type of quarterback in starting right now for San Francisco. He's not going to make a difference if he can't get the ball to him. This is so true. This is yeah. So think true. about it. This is Nick Mullins, not Jimmy Garoppolo. Two different things. <laughs> What's the okay? Jimmy G played underneath Tom Brady for a year to set behind this Tom Put Brady. This way. Yeah. San, San Francisco's quarterbacks are what? Jimmy G, CJ Beathard, CJ Beathard, and Nick Mullins. Right now, you, I would have held. I would have gone with CJ Beathard for anybody. Okay, now you're right. You would think they would have went to CJ Beathard, but they didn't. And CJ Beathard and CJ Beathard's been there longer than Jimmy Garoppolo. He damn sure has been. So let's now me saying that now, let's switch our attention to who the coach is. Why you ain't start oh, CJ Beathard. Uh, yeah. Mike I mean Kyle Shanahan. But I'ma save what I'm gonna say about these coaches. I'm gonna save it for when we talk about Washington. Okay. But everybody, we're gonna take a quick brief commercial break. Um, and we'll be right back with more of the Villa Sports Show, everybody. This show has been brought to you here by MrRSauces.com. Um, if y'all want some barbecue sauce, you want some honey mustard sauce, any kind of sauce, you want your CBD sauce or whatever kind of case may be is, go check out MrRSauces.com and check out if you want your bookkeeping business taken care of, everybody, go check out Tony's uh, bookkeeping business and everything else. Y'all go hear a brief commercial break and we'll be right back, everybody. Hey y'all, it's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and QuickBooks setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. You heard it here first on The Realist Sports Show.
All right, DJ, we back here here live, baby in the den. Um, we're going to talk, we were just talking about um the NFC East and their breakdown. We're gonna talk about the Washington football team coming up right now. Okay. So you want to talk about Washington first or you want to talk about the Giants? Well, let's talk about the football team. Let's, let, let, well, actually, let's talk about the Giants real quickly. Yeah, because this is going to be su- super quick. <laughs> not meaning to say it like that, but. Hey, but hold up, though. But you cannot sleep on. You cannot let, sleep let, on. Let, 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 me, let me start it off. I got you. Now. Okay. Danny Dimes. I don't like him. Because he tortured us. <laughs> he, 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 he tortured us this year. I don't like him. But I respect him. He can ball. He can produce. He can ball. He can produce. Now you know you a bad mf'er when you lead the team uh-huh. in rushing. <laughs> well, that's because Saquon Barkley went down. So I, hold up, guys. I, I know, but still, though, <laughs> your quarterback and he, your, be, and he leading his team in passing yards. My point exactly. Your quarterback is leading in rushing <laughs> and passing. That's a problem. That is a serious hey. problem. But I do have to get on him for that one play he did have on a read option where he had two left feet and he failed when he could have scored a touchdown. <laughs> I think he was wearing clown shoes or something. <laughs> hey, look, we're going to talk about Daddy Dives when he ran the ball up there and he fell down in the field. I mean, I don't understand that how that happened, but, hey, I don't think they scored a touchdown on that play, did they? I think they got a field goal kick off of that one, right? I think so, but it should have been touchdown. I'm not sure about that. But it should have been touchdown. Yeah, it should have been. It should have been. It should have been. But at the but, same time, Danny Dimes is athletic. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Him coming out of Duke, he was rated yeah. as one of the top quarterbacks. But then, of course, at that time, you still had, what, Josh Allen and everybody else in that conversation. Correct. So it would have been hard for, you know, him to pick up the steam, but – at the end of the day, Danny Dimes, I mean, he's on a rebuilding team right now. Like, would I say, would you say really rebuilding? Re- or would you say there? I'm going to say rebuilding because their offense, they, they need help. They need serious help. They, ha- well, they, they have pieces, but they're not stable. Okay. Like, but no, reason but, why I say that. But Danny Dimes can get. Wait, hold on, hold on, though. Because Alfred Morris is running the ball like he hasn't ran the ball before, like this. Man, when he played for Washington. Alfred Morris is looking like the same Alfred Morris that was in Washington. He is. And that boy was a beast behind RG3. But they picked him up off the streets. He didn't have a job. He didn't have a job, though, but he's still running the ball. He might be back in the league sometime next year again, too, as well. But so my thing about it is too. Them. You gotta think about it too. They picked up Devontae Freeman too, and you see that ain't work out too good. No, that didn't because Devontae Freeman didn't. You know, he didn't. He wasn't producing as much as he was supposed to do. Now Alfred Morris has ran the ball for the Giants pretty doggone well this year. Um, and the past few games that he started in, he's ran the ball pretty good, pretty decent. Um, I gotta give credit where credit is due. I gotta give credit to Colt McCoy because he played a hell of a game when Daddy Dimes went out, and, and, and I got think the, he got him. He got the dub. Yeah, they they beat Seattle. Yeah, they got the dub that mm-hmm. game. So, I mean, give credit where credit is due. This Giants, this Giants team is not 
They're 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 legit, but they just need a couple moves. They're legit. They just need a couple yeah. moves. Now, once Saquon yeah. gets back, you know their running game is top notch. But the only problem Correct. that I have with them is they don't have a true number one receiver right now. And you know what? Uh, it's re- it, the Giants it's receiver by committee right now. <laughs> you like how I put that? I love it. Yeah, I, I, I like that one. It, it's like receiver by one. committee because you don't know. It's like at any given at any given moment or whatever game it is, a receiver can step up and play awesome. So it's Larry like Slayton exactly can play awesome. But if I had to, but if I had to pick one who I think would emerge and become their number one receiver, it would be Darius Slayton. I was going to say the same thing too. Darius Slayton is shown this year. He got some. He has a promise. He could have some promise in future in in New York though. And Sterling Shepard, he he's always going to be a number one slot receiver. Um, I just need the rest of them to step it up just a little bit more. If they can step it up just a little bit more. They can they can they can do something with this team. Mm-hmm. And and the tight ends and the, I mean, like I said, the tight ends and the running backs aren't that bad. Though you know what I mean, like they really aren't that bad. To be honest, they got an athletic tight end in uh, Evan Ingram. He's good. He's good. So, like I said, they have pieces. It's just getting it all together. Correct. So correct. But defense wise, uh, they got some pieces. You know, it ain't the same. But their defense has been stepping it up in the past two games, though. I can't lie about that. Their defense has been stepping it up. Yeah, that's true. The defense has been holding them down. Defense on the Giants team, I would have to say, has been even back. I'm going to take you back, though, for a minute, though. Remember the the year that the New York Giants started out the season Mm -hmm. 0-5. And they built their way all the way up to a Super Bowl running team Mm -hmm. and won the Super Bowl against a team that was undefeated that year in the New England Patriots that year. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do it this year. I'm not saying that Washington could be able to do that this year, though. But what I am saying is that I wouldn't – the Giants' defense kept them in a lot of games that year, and they're keeping them in a lot of games this year, too, a little bit as well. Yeah. They're stepping up in a big way. And and I can say the same thing about Miami. Miami's defense has stepped it up a lot. And from last season when Miami defense went down the drain a little bit last season and everybody counted them out even though they was tanking on purpose. But Miami's defense and, the, and compared to the Giants defense, they've been stepping it up a hell of a lot. Nobody's seen the, the Miami Dolphins going 8-5 and five this year. Mm-hmm. Nobody's seen the Giants really going five and eight this year, though, and potentially taking a division win this year. No, nobody's seen that. But in the same token of breath, though, is is this that um, when you talk about this team, you we got to put some respect on their name, right? We, I mean, am I am I lying though? Yeah, you got to. You got to put some respect on their name. The Giants have been fighting. And once we get into this Washington topic a little bit, though, too, I'm going to say the same thing about Washington. Defense has stepped up. Mm-hmm. 
where the offense lies weak at, the defense has stepped up. Where the defense might lack at and holding down the points, the offense counteracts everything. Mm-hmm. And like you said about Danny Dimes, he might be he might not be the most athletic quarterback in the league, though. But the boy can put on a show for you, and the boy can get points on the board by by committing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I gotta say that you know when it comes down to would I take Danny Dimes over Dwayne Haskins right now? Looking like Danny is gonna be the man I will pick. Yeah, I think anybody would say that. For right now, though, but till we get to Washington, and I'll tell you why I would take Dwayne over Danny, though. But we ain't at Washington yet. We, let's 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 get to Washington. All right, I'm gonna let you go on this one. All right, so uh, where do I begin? <laughs> well, let's start with our quarterback situation. What okay. I didn't understand was. And this is when I'm I'm like seriously picturing like I didn't get it. We're gonna start with the offseason. You had a chance. Okay, you traded for Kyle Allen. Okay, cool. Right. Why didn't you go after Cam Newton? Why? Because this, I, I get it, but this the thing. Why you had a familiar you got a new coach in, right? You already bring in one of the quarterbacks yep. he coached. Why you didn't bring in Cam? Okay, Max Kellerman on this one. Okay, Max. I'm let I'm just saying. Let me tell you like this, Max. You know why they didn't bring in Cam Newton. And you know why they didn't do what they did because of the fact of the matter is that look what Cam Newton is doing now in New England, i.e. New England. Okay. Where you got one of the best coaches in the league today, hands down the best coach in the league today, and can train up a quarterback the best way he can in the league today. They're running the offense that's surrounded by you and your capabilities this year, but you're not producing the same way you produced in 2015. That's true. Cam Newton has not been the same since 2015. Okay. Which is why they let him go in Carolina, which is why, I mean, even well, no, though, you know. Honestly, the reason why they let him go is because the injuries he had. Right. But even though Ron Ruder took him back, but you got a young stunner in the pocket, a young stunner in the pocket, in Dwayne Haskins. He's young. He might be a little arrogant. But Ron can put that back together. We've but, seen some glimpses of the last game where he grown up. He's playing like a grown man I'm a little bit more. Let, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me hit you on this one. I have okay. nothing, nothing at all against Dwayne. Nothing at all. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. What he did in that one season at Ohio State, yes, that was miraculous. I, I never seen nothing like it. But at Correct. the same time, it's a whole different ball game. When you get to the pros. Now, let's look at it. Let's look at the regime that drafted him. The Jay Gruden. Exactly. So at, the end of the, but, so, at the end of the day, with Ron Rivera coming in, he didn't owe Dwayne anything. No, Dwayne had to fight for okay, his Okay, but let's be for real. Yes, Dwayne did what he did during the offseason. That's great. He lost some pounds, turned in muscle. Okay, that's great, fine, whatever. That's okay, that's fine. But at the same time, 
I wouldn't have made him the starting quarterback for the beginning of the year. I wouldn't. Because in, um, in my humble opinion, he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And it showed last year he wasn't ready. Remember, he had he had no. to get forced in there. But at the same time, he wasn't ready. Okay. In my humble opinion on Dwayne Haskins, yeah, you're absolutely right. He was not ready last year. I believe that he has to take his accidental woes in a season to understand how to play the game. Now, I understand this win-now mentality that Washington is going through. They're on a win-now mentality because they don't know how many players they're going to have on their team next year, who's coming back next year, and what's going on next year. To be honest, they're not really worried about next year like you think they are. They have good salary cap money. But, okay, but even with that good salary cap money that you do have, and even with restructuring, even restructuring a lot of contracts for next season anyway to get more money no. and to get into this draft this year. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Hold, I'm gonna get it. To, I'm gonna let you get to it. I'm gonna let you get to it. I know you hold it on your tongue. Hold it on your tongue. But my thing is, is this: when you have talent. All the way around the quarterback's box this this year. You got talent all the way around the quarterback's box. Whether it's Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, and, and Dwayne Haskins. You got talent all the way around them. What you can do with this talent is tremendous. And we've seen it this year. Dwayne took it over. Dwayne turnover ratio was three, it was two to three. Two to three. He had two interceptions, three touchdown passes. Beat Philadelphia in the first game of the season. You know, he had his accidental roles in certain games that we could have won. He's not looking at some of the progressing factors that we have out on the field. But in the same token, the breath, though, is he has to stick around and learn this stuff. He has to learn how to take hits. He has to learn when to take off and run. He has to be put in a position where he can grow from this and learn how to take over the team next year because not every great quarterback came in the season and just was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take everybody to the football and win it. Mm-hmm. Not every quarterback came in and did that. Every quarterback has a relapsing second season. You might as well call this his first season in the NFL. Okay. It, this is his first season in the NFL on NFL level. He has to take damage. Mm-hmm. He's fresh. He has to be able to take pressure. He has to learn where the pressure is coming from. He has to learn the teams that he's facing up against him. Now, was you doing your homework before? Probably not. But were you doing what you had to do on the field? Probably not. But in the same aspect of Brad, though, is that you have to go out there and you have to be able to perform at an all-star, at an NFL mm-hmm. level. Was he doing that at the beginning no. of the season? Which is why he got yanked. And I remember us, frankly, talking about this. And I said, yeah. the way he's playing, he's going to get benched. You said that. You and what happened? That. He got benched. He got benched. <laughs> now, got did benched. it make a, a difference? No, it didn't. Why? Because what happened? Kyle Allen gets hurt. Yeah. Who had to step in? Alex exactly. Smith. And then ever since Alex Smith stepped in, What's our record? 
We're four and one with Alex Smith in as the quarterback. Well, we were two and what? We were no, we're four and one because he won. Remember last year? He he remember last week? He was three and one. Then yeah. when we beat San Francisco. That made four and one. So we're he's four and one as a starter right now. The one game, the one Correct. game that they lost. Remember, he had to come in for Kyle Allen in the first quarter because he had gotten hit in the head or whatever it was against the um. Right. Who was that? The the Rams. Correct. So they, of course, they gave him that loss, which was you know expected. I mean, he was fret like he was cold. So yeah. But now, after that, we won four straight games. Literally, because yes, we, we won did. four straight games. Literally, we were two and seven, and we just yep. won four straight games. Yeah, we did. I Which mean, is even uh, okay. Cincinnati, Dallas, Pittsburgh, and now the Forty ers We have won some pretty decent games over the over over the um, last stretch. That we did we may be four and one though? But in the same aspect, the Brett though is is this. What would it take for Washington just to get into the playoffs and win a playoff? Okay. Can Alex Smith hold his ground in the playoffs? Because we're not going against oh, no, no we're weak not. team. Don't get wrong. We're not <laughs> going against a weak team. We're going against a strong team that's going to be ready to play in the playoffs. And we're coming against a team that is strongly – that, right. that is coming strong. They come out here strong. So we can't play mm-hmm. like garbage. Mm-hmm. We can't play like shit. So what is the what in the case may be is that we're gonna have to be able to run the ball effectively. We're gonna need our wide receivers back. We're gonna need, I mean not our wide receiver, we're gonna need our top running back back, which is Antonio Gibson, and we're gonna need to okay. go forward. So with this being said, yes, we play Seattle this week. Now, we can win this game. It's just key things that they have to do. But the main thing that they have to do is shut down Russell Wilson. You got to play contained defense, and I think our defense can do that. With with our edges? Come on now. Chase Young? Chase Young and my straight sweat? We got a whole – we got a whole top number one – Drafted. Yeah, everybody in our defensive line was drafted in the first round. Exactly. We have all first round talent on our line. And we have I the best believe. defensive line in the NFL. Hands down. We do. But at the same time. And some would say the best defense yeah, in the league now, today. Our defense right now, we're ranked number seven in the league in defense. We have Correct. over 40 sacks. I think, what, 12 mm-hmm. interceptions or 11 interceptions now? Okay. Yeah. Cool. But at the same time, our defensive line is the reason why we're so dominant. Now, Correct. don't get me wrong. Playing Seattle is, is never has been great for us. At all. No, it hasn't. And it's not great. Right now? Yeah. We just need to go get into that mentality. We got to gotta have that dog mentality. So we got to go into this game like, okay, 
we know what we got at defense. Let's see. Let's put this pressure. Like, I mean, I it's, it's okay to be aggressive, but when you're going against Russell Wilson, being too aggressive can cost you. But also, too, is what I read and what I'm hearing out of the locker room as well is that um, this team is not satisfied with winning right now. This team has not been set. This team, the reason why this team is winning so much right now. We're trying to change the culture. And these are coming from we're the players. trying to change the culture. Yeah. Exactly. The culture has changed. But they're not just satisfied. They're trying to get decided. Winning. And Exactly. They're not winning. They're not just trying to win out right now because of they just want to make the playoffs mm-hmm. and just stay at home. No, they're winning out right now because they want the number one goal. The number one goal is to go exactly. to the Super Bowl. And with this defensive front that we have, we can take it to we can take it a game or two in the playoffs. Yeah. We can. We gotta just hold on tight right. to it. And just stick right. with our guns and stay hungry. And this defense is hungry. I wouldn't mind seeing Ryan Kerrigan retire at the end of the season with a championship ring. Right. I wouldn't mind seeing that. New identity, new team, new everything coming around in DC. Right. I wouldn't mind. Well, let me get to that. Just like we was talking about earlier, as far as the offseason and everything. This is pretty much what I see mm-hmm. is going to happen this offseason. So we okay. already have $50 million in salary cap space right now. We could have more. Okay. The reason why I say that, Ryan Kerrigan, most likely, they're going to probably let him walk. Because we got Chase Young and Sweat. Probably. So it's either they can either get a trade for him or they're going to let him walk. For two... Like I told you earlier, Alex Smith is basically contemplating whether he should retire or not. Mm-hmm. So in that offseason, if he does retire, right? If he does retire, that's twenty mm-hmm. million. That's twenty million mm-hmm. for that season he's supposed to get. That's going to be going back to the salary. So that's seventy million. But they already had said though as well that. Um... That they're looking in towards getting uh, Alex Smith back for next season well, as well. That's, too. If that's the case, and they do, they they might have to restructure his deal a little bit if they want to maneuver and get some more money. This is so damn true. But at top of that, their main priority is going to be re-signing Brandon Scherf. You know what? And Brandon Scherf, you know. <laughs> That might be a good luck deal to get him back to. But to be honest with you, that's going to have to be their main priority. They're going to have to get him back. That's the best right guard since he's been in the league. He's been amazing. He has some injuries, but it don't make a difference. He's still one of the solid right guards in the league. Hands down. And shout out to Morgan Moses, too, for stepping. Yeah, Morgan Moses is playing left tackle. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to Morgan Moses, man. He's been doing it all this season. And last Morgan Moses, man, got that same dog that, that Trent Williams had in the fight, man, in them trenches, dog. Like, I I I I'm 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 on the bandwagon of thank 
God we got rid of Trent Williams now. Thank God we got rid of I that mean, I get it. Because at the I beginning, I, I know we had this discussion at the beginning. I know we did. I know we did. But in the same aspect of breath, though, is, is this, fam. And I ain't going to lie to you. Morgan Moses, this offensive line that we have, it might not be as strong as everybody else's team is, but they're putting up a fight. They're fighting in the trenches. They're fighting in the trenches. They getting money. They're holding down. They letting the quarterback at least have at least five to six seconds yeah. in the pocket. They're le- they're not but shutting down in the pocket. For imagine this though. Can you imagine what would have what would have been if Trent didn't cause all that damage and we still would have had him? I mean, the way I seen Trent Williams go down in the last game against uh, Chase Young, I mean, look, I'm glad we kind of got rid of him because Chase Young ran over Trent okay. Williams like it was no tomorrow. And I did game, it. He ran it. all the way over him. But can, at the game. same time, can you say Trent Williams never went up against a defensive lineman like this? I mean, he went up against the likes of J.J. Uh, Wyatt. Dude, Chase Young is um, up. Chase Young is a whole different breed of a defensive lineman. He is, though. He is, though. But Khalil Mack, back in his prime, was tanned up the field. Yeah, that's true. He was tanned it up. And you can't think about – and you got to think about – what's his face? Uh, uh, Oh, man. Trent Williams has been around a long time in the league, a long time. He's been up against a, a lot of fierce competitors, though. But I can't think about all their names just right now, though. But he held up pretty strong, though. But for right now, I'm just thanking God for, you know, that we just got rid of Trent. I mean, Trent Williams is a god. Right. Thank you. That's less of a headache on our shoulders right now. I see. It's, it's just less of a headache right now. And the way this team is playing and the way this offensive line is going, we can do something with this offensive line. They can hold up. Yeah. They can do their jobs. And and don't get me wrong, the blocking, the blockings that, that you give for the running backs, JD McKissick and all of them, man, that's something star strutted. And to be honest, I believe we finally found a good running back that we've been missing for a long time. Yeah. Are you talking about yes. Antonio Gibson or are you talking, talking about Antonio Gibson? Yeah. That boy can cut up the field. That boy can do some damage. And thank God for Darius Geist going I'm going away. I mean, even though Darius Geist would have been a, a, a smooth, a smooth ball player on the field, though, he would have had some yards. Even though he was injury prone every year, though, we never got a real good taste of him. But I think he would have added some more dynamic to this run game, though, that we had this year, though. But, hey, he messed himself up, though, with that one. He did his damage to himself with that one. Um, but either way, still, though, man, this 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 run game is, is phenomenal. But we're going to switch it up, though, just for our last topic of the hour. Um, James Harden. 
James Harden don't look too good, fam. I'm not even going to lie to you. James Harden looks like he's got fat. He didn't work out this offseason. And he is in no way conditioned for this season at all, period. Hello? What's your take on James Harden? Can you hear me? All right, so yeah, I'm here. let's talk about James. I can hear you. James showed up going from looking from going from a wide receiver to a defensive lineman. Like what? Pretty I much. don't know. <laughs> Your boy look like he, he, he look like he look like he about to be the new Rick Ross. Hey, look, man. He he showed up to tra- he showed up to a preseason game, looking like he ate about bro. fifty Twinkies in the off season. Now, he ate about fifty Twinkies in the off season. He didn't get fat. Cupcakes and man, do you and see the pictures? Like they've been going on your boy. They try to say your man. They try to say your man getting off the the twenty thirteen Eddie Lacy <laughs> joints vibes, man. They've been going off on Twitter, hey, man, about James. Hey. They... Yo. James Harden is not the same. Yo, Look, man, hear... the beard game is shrunk. Do you hear the, beard the nicknames they're calling this man? They call this man James Hamburger. Nah, I ain't hear no nicknames. What they nickname? And then there was another one they called him James. <laughs> James Doughboy. Like I was laughing. Even what's oh, name? Man. Uh Kendrick Perkins went on oh. him too. Kendrick Perkins talking about dude he had a wig on. Yeah, man. Hey, you know, I mean, it, it honestly, I don't know how this Houston Rockets team gonna play this year, though. I don't know what they're gonna do, whether they're gonna trade him or keep him or to whatever. Be honest, this man gotta lose some weight. He has to, because that making me that's making me wonder. Like, what did you really do during that time? And also, too, is is what he did to this team. You didn't have Chris Paul on your team. You didn't have doggone. Um, you had players on your team that you didn't gone that you didn't chase away. You had Russell Westbrook on your team. And you, and mm-hmm. you, you know, you still ain't do nothing with these people on your team. So what does that tell you? He didn't mess up this entire team. Yeah. Going forward. They lost draft picks over this man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Come know. From what it looks like, Some it looks like the kid. team is... Following behind James Harden is whatever James Harden decides is what they're going to run with. So. Hey. We're going to have more for that later. But, um, hey, man, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show tonight and, you know, supporting the show. Y'all stay tuned, man. We're going to have another show. I got another show coming up for y'all tomorrow. Cam the Boxer is coming on the show tomorrow night, everybody. Cam is ready. He's getting down to 145, so he can go in the boxing ring. Me and DJ Curry going to get the first exclusive run when Cam uh, get into the boxing ring, y'all. No win. I'm in. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. He's going to be in the boxing ring sometime soon, though, man. So we got the first dibs on the first boxer on the show. Um, I want to thank y'all for listening. Hey. I want to thank DJ Curry for coming back. He's yeah. back from off his uh, – You know, I had to do what I had to do. I had to take a little, little hiatus. But I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to. He was. He, luckily, he didn't follow out James Harden. Yeah, man. I, I, he went trying to track I, him I, down. I was hustling was his hamburgers, man. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> but all right, though, y'all. We're gonna kick off this show, man. We out of here, y'all. Hey. Stay tuned, y'all, for the Yo, next show, y'all. We here, Curry, we take live. Out, we appreciate everybody. Like I said, keep following, keep following us, listening to us. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep going. We're not gonna stop. And hopefully, hopefully, we we gonna take this to new heights. I feel it is in the plans for us, so we're gonna take off. 121, baby. We out. We out, y'all. Let Drake take us out, baby. Peace. And we 